0: If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha Hashavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. And what a special Erev Shabbos it is. We've just come out, well, out of a very sad time, three weeks of mourning, and particularly yesterday, Tisha B'Avdut ninth of Av, the time that we tragically have to remember the destruction not only of one, but of both, Batimikdash, the house of God, the holy temple, the exile of the people. And less than 24 hours later, we come into a Shabbos that is called Shabbos Nachmu, the Shabbos of Consolation. And Consolation, of course, is something which is powerful and deep. It's not something which only makes us feel a little bit better, but it changes our entire perspective of what in fact happened and how we relate to who and what we are. What in fact God's relationship with us is all about. And it's based upon the Haftarah of this week, where Isaiah tells us, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, be consoled, be consoled, my people. And as I've often said, whenever in Torah we come across a double language, it doesn't mean that it's twice as much the double language indicates infinity, that the consolation God offers is indeed infinite. It's an infinite consolation. And this is something which comes immediately, right after Tisha B'Av, particularly this year. Tisha B'Av yesterday was on Thursday, today Friday, and we are already preparing for Shabbos Nachamu, the Shabbos of consolation. And the three weeks of mourning come to an end, And what starts now are the seven weeks of consolation. And it's important for us to understand, as I mentioned, what is consolation all about? And there's a vast difference between human consolation and divine consolation. Human consolation, an incredibly important mitzvah. We go visit people who unfortunately are in mourning. We visit them during Shiva, after Shiva people who have unfortunately experienced loss, it's a mitzvah to be Menachem, to console them. But what is that type of consolation? We make things a little bit easier for them, through friendship, through empathy, through sitting with them, through talking with them, we extend a degree of consolation and make their loss a little bit easier to bear. Divine consolation is altogether different. Divine Consolation is God removes all the pain, all the suffering. God removes everything that has to do with what in fact happened. And this is what Shabbos Nachamu is all about. It's not only the Shabbos of Consolation. Hashem takes away all the pain. Hashem takes away all the cause of what brought the pain in the first place. It's an infinite type of consolation. And this is something that we have to rejoice with a tremendous degree of simcha, of celebration. And while of course it's difficult to do this within the context of exile, because we are still very much within exile, nonetheless we understand and we know that the potential for complete and total consolation, divine consolation, is here. And this is why The consolation period is more than twice the amount of the period of mourning. We mourn for three weeks. The period of consolation is seven weeks, more than double. And this is something which is so important for us to understand, that we go through difficulties. Yes, we do. Incredibly powerful difficulties, difficulties that tear to the very core of our being, but nonetheless comes the moment of consolation, Shabbos Nachmu, and we move from one extreme to the other. We move from the pain, from the suffering, from the hurt, to a situation of consolation. And we have the capacity of doing just that. Because we, after all, are not only physical human beings with simple human emotion. We have Neshama. We have a godly energy and spirit within us. And therefore, we have the capacity of moving from one extreme to the other. And it's not hypocritical, and it's not an illusion. Yes, we go through periods of difficulty, extreme difficulty, but then we move to periods of extreme joy as well. And this is why this of Shabbos today, as we prepare for this incredible Shabbos Nahmu, which is going to usher in These weeks of consolation, we welcome it not only as, well, it is a time of consolation. It's an experience of consolation. It's a situation that we look forward to with tremendous hope, with tremendous confidence that the full and complete consolation that comes with the coming of Mashiach will, in fact, become a reality in our own lives, not something that we only hope for and wait for and pray for, But it's something that will in fact come to a reality in all our lives. This is why this Shabbos is so incredibly important. Because as we have to go through the difficulty, so too we have to go through the joy. As we have to go through situations of suffering, we have to go through experiences of joy as well. And this is why the Shabbos is so important. It expects us to lift ourselves up beyond the darkness, beyond the difficulty, beyond the chaos, and see with a certain degree of clarity what in fact is in store for us, a time of great hope, a time of great, great experience, a time of great joy. Because after all, this is part of our Jewish history, our Jewish legacy, our Jewish destiny. Being Jewish is an incredible experience, an incredible experience because we are an infinite people. And as we will see later in the Parsha, God himself, when he expresses his reason for choosing us in the way that he did, he talks to us about this, the fact that he gave us this strength and this ability more of the soul. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. The Parsha is Ve'etchanan and Ve'etchanan is always read on Shabbos Nachamu, always the Shabbos after Tisha of, And therefore it stands to reason that there is a relationship between the Parsha of Ve'etchanan and the concept of consolation of Nachamu. And we have to investigate the Parsha to look at the Parsha and to see what does the Parsha contain that gives us deeper insight into divine consolation and how it brings about a consolation for the saddest day of the year of Tisha B'Av. It begins with the words, VaEtchanan El Hashem, our God, is approached once again by Moshe to please let him enter into the promised land. And Moshe opens his heart to the people. He says, Ba'et etchanan, I pray to God yet again. How many times did Moshe pray to God? Once? Twice? Ten times? Fifty times? Well, the truth is, and our commentaries point out, the equivalent, the numerical value of the word Ba'et is 515. Moshe actually asked God to let him go into the promised land five hundred and fifteen times and one wonders why did he have to ask god five hundred and fifteen times and each time god refused his request and as rashi points out in other commentaries he could have demanded this from god after all he was a righteous man and when a righteous person demands something from god god is obligated to give him that And the fact is, 515 times, Moshe said, I don't want to demand. I want you to give it to me as it is a gift from you to me. 515 times, Moshe is relentless. And perhaps even a bigger question, why does he share that information with us? Why does Moshe tell us? That he asked God 515 times to be allowed to enter into the promised land. And what does God say? No. He says you will stand on top of the mountain, on the peak of the mountain, and you will see north, south, east, west. You will look from the distance and you will see the promised land, but you cannot enter. What is that really all about? And as we go into the parsha, two incredibly important within this Parsha. Number one, we repeat the Ten Commandments. And as we know, the Ten Commandments represent, well, the pinnacle of Torah. God himself came down on Sinai and gave the Torah to the Jewish people. But what was the highlight, the highlight, of course, was the Aseret that he brought the Ten Commandments. And in this Parsha of Etchanan, there is the repetition of the Ten Commandments. And not only that, but the most famous of all prayers... Something that we repeat at least twice a day. And Jews know this prayer by heart. The Shema. The Shema is contained within this portion. The Etchanan is filled with all that makes Jewish life so valuable and so important. The Ten Commandments and the Shema. And we stop for a moment and we have to consider why are these incredibly important portions contained within this Parsha that is always connected with the idea of consolation. And it comes within a Parsha that is called the Hanan where Moshe talks to us about how he pleaded with God 515 times to be allowed to enter the promised land. But God refused that request. And the answer perhaps could be, why did Moshe ask God 515 times? Why was he determined to be allowed to come into the promised land? And the answer is, I always say, whatever Moshe did, he did because this was another dimension of his leadership. What in fact describes Moshe perfectly Moshe is a leader, and everything that he does expresses the privilege, responsibility, and greatness of his leadership. Moshe is concerned that this new generation coming into the land might not have the strength to live up to the incredible challenges that they will face coming into the land. After all, they were raised in a world that was a perfect world, manned from heaven. Everything taken care of. And now they were going to have to go into a world where they have to cope with the physical realities of the world. Battles. In order to have bread, it won't come from heaven. It'll come from earth. After hard work. Plowing the land, seeding the land. Flour making flour, making bread. Moshe is afraid that perhaps they won't have the strength. They won't have the ability. And therefore, he wants to be present, he wants to continue his leadership, so he can guide them. But Hashem says, no. Joshua will guide them. Joshua will have the strength and the ability to continue what you have taught him. He will be the leader who will have the insight, the strength, and the ability to guide the people. You stand on the mountain and see it from a distance. What's that all about? You teach the generation that's going into Israel that sometimes they will see blessing and goodness and greatness only from the distance, and they must know that that too is important. It's not that they will have it immediately. It's not that they will be answered immediately. Moshe says, don't give up. Even if you have to ask for something 515 times, and the answer continues to be no. Don't give up. If it's something which is valuable, if it's something which is important, if it's something which is so necessary for your body and for your soul in the fullest and best sense of the word, don't give up. Yes, you can pester God again and again and again and again. Because that's the way we show our commitment. And this is why within this Parsha, what do we show? The Ten Commandments. When the Jews made their ultimate commitment and covenant to God, they stood at Sinai and they said, we will do and we will commit and we will study. And God gave them the Torah, God gave them the Ten Commandments. This is reaffirming. The people are going into the promised land, the second generation that they will continue to uphold the sanctity of the laws that God gave them. And what does Moshe say just before he tells them the repetition of the Ten Commandments? He said, remember, God spoke to you face to face, as he does with every single generation. This is yours as much as it is and was your parents'. You might have not been born at that time, but you were there. And this is the legacy of each and every single generation to recognize and to see that they receive the Ten Commandments and they reconnect their covenant with God every time they enter into a new situation. This is why this Parsha contains the Ten Commandments. This is part of the preparation for the great consolation. This is part of Etchanan, the relentless prayer, again and again, and again, and again. And this is something that we have to know. That we are connected, not because once upon a time, something great happened, but once upon a time, Mount Sinai, God gave our great-great-grandparents the Torah No. God gives it to us, each and every single one of us, each and every single generation, because each and every single generation has its own unique set of circumstances and challenges. And we recommit, because the Ten Commandments are given to us today as they were given to our great-grandparents then. And the Shema, what is the Shema? The Shema is the recognition That God is one, and the whole world is the creation of one God. God is the reality. And everything that exists is here because of God's greatness. This is what this Parsha is all about. And when we recognize that God is one, and when we recognize that God is creator who brings everything into being, who brings everything into being constantly, And nothing is accidental. And nothing is circumstantial. And nothing simply happens because it happens. Everything is part of God's great divine plan. And everything has purpose. Everything is part of God's great complex creation. And every single detail and every single individual has purpose. Then we can understand what divine consolation is really all about. Nothing is accidental. Nothing is simply here. Nothing is here because, of, well, it's just here. Things happen because God has so constructed them. And we choose to use the moment correctly. We choose to use the opportunity correctly. This is why the Ten Commandments and the Shema are contained within this parsha. Right after Tisha B'Av, when we think all is lost, the temple is destroyed, the people are in exile, immediately thereafter comes Shabbos Parsha At hanan and we re-establish our covenant with God, we once again call out the Ten Commandments, God is giving it to us within the exile situation we call out the Shema we say with fervor with devotion and with passion God is one he's creator of heaven and earth and therefore every single aspect of our history has meaning and has purpose because God has so planned more of that song. this is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. And as we continue through the Parsha of Ad Chanan, and we come toward the end, something powerful that God says to us. Moshe says as follows. He says, you are a holy people, to God your God. And God chose you to be His treasured people. And the reason that He chose you is not because... You are the most, well, the most numerous, the largest of all nations, far from it. But because you are the smallest, the least of all people, you are the fewest. Isn't that a powerful statement? What makes us who we are? Are huge numbers? Absolutely not. What makes us who we are is that we are, well, a small, tiny minority, among the peoples of the world. In other words, an understanding, it's not power and might and numbers that gives us the tremendous quality that God shows us, but it's rather who we are and what we do and how we behave. And our tremendous devotion to the Ten Commandments, our ability to call out Shema Yisrael, And to recognize the oneness of God and to understand what it means that he is creator of heaven and earth. And all that happens, happens because he so desires and he so guides whatever happens in this world. This is what gives us our strength. And this is, as I've often spoken about, this is how we survive as a people. We are a minority within a minority within a minority and yet we have miraculously survived against all odds because we have that inner dimension of divine blessing and strength and it has nothing to do with might, with power or with numbers. It has to do with divine blessing and that divine blessing comes through the fact that we are devoted to His will, to the Ten Commandments. And this is what Masha says at the beginning of the Ed parasha, Et never give up. Even if you have to plead 515 times and more, you keep on doing it. If it's something which is good and worthwhile, keep on asking God. And this is what this Shabbos is all about. The Shabbos is Shabbos Nachamu, the Shabbos of eternal and divine consolation. And what comes this week is Tuba Av, the 15th of Av, this Wednesday. And our sages tell us that this festival of Tuba Av is the greatest festival, that and Yom Kippur, strangely enough, is the greatest festival the Jews ever had. And why? Because this is a day that is dedicated to marriage. The young maidens would be dressed in their finery. And the young men would go and choose their brides. What was that all about? The continuity of the Jewish people. Family and family and family. That we never gave up. That we continue to build futures. And this is something that we celebrate. This is what makes this festival the greatest of all the recognition, and the realization that we have something which is so precious, that we have something which is so great, that we are determined that it should continue. And it's not massive numbers. It's one family after another family after another family. And this is what we celebrate. We celebrate with intense joy, with passion that is unbelievable. Because it continues this incredible golden chain of our history. And this is what V'etchanan is all about. V'etchanan means never ever give up. Continue to plead. And even if it's something that we have to stand on top of a mountain and see from a distance, it's something that we are still yearning for. That yearning is precious. We don't give up. We never say ah oh, it's too far away. We never say I will never reach it. We always say it's close. We shall reach it. It's part and parcel of who and what we are. We reach it because God gave us that gift, God gave us that promise, God gave us that incredible, incredible gift that we will reach that lofty destination. And this is why when you're in shul tomorrow, and you must be in shul, after all, it's Shabbos Nachamu. When you're in shul tomorrow, listen to this incredible parsha, because every little bit tells a story from the beginning when Moshe opens his heart to his people and says how he pleaded. And he continues, well, he rebukes them a little bit, yes, he does. He tells them that he knows that they will make mistakes, and they should be very careful. But then again, he tells them, don't forget that God gave you the Ten Commandments. Not only to your parents, but to you. And he will give them to your children. And when you go into the promised land, go with strength. And go with determination, because you will succeed. And then he gives them the Ten Commandments all over again. And then he gives them the Shema. This incredible, incredible prayer of faith and clarity. And then he talks to them about how God chose them because they are the fewest and the most humble of all people. Listen to each and every single portion. And as I always say, listen to that particular part that speaks to you. It'll say something important. It'll say something that you must treasure and you must listen to very carefully. Because therein lies the gift, the Chalice.